Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show. It is our annual franchise episode coming to you one week late. Uh, Scary Movie Month may be over. We were not able to cross the finish line because I got very sick and I wasn't able to record our annual franchise episode. But we are making it up to you by making our first November podcast, our annual franchise episode. What a treat. Sorry. Yeah. Better late than never, I hope. Uh, so I am joined to talk about all five Phantasm films by the tall man himself, <laughs> Mike Pomero. Hey, everybody. How are you, Mike? I'm good. How are you? I'm better than I was. Good. Still not 100%, but definitely better than I was. I really wanted to rally and like... We got to get the podcast out in October, but there was just no way to do it. So sick, Patrick talking about Phantasm might have been interesting. Uh, interesting is an overstatement. <laughs> it would not have been much of anything, unfortunately. So, um, so we are going to treat this like a traditional scary movie month episode. We will read some seven word reviews and talk about what we've seen lately, and then get into the Phantasm movies. Mike, did you have a good scary movie month? I did. I always have a good scary movie month. I think. I don't always. Okay, no. all right, all right, calm down. <laughs> you say it like it's a given. <laughs> all right, well, I, I feel like I normally do, and it was a good one. Yeah. What's this? What's the secret to having a good one? I think, I, I don't know. I feel like I didn't get to watch as much as I would have liked. Okay. And I wonder if that so it has far, something. It sounds like a bad <laughs> No, I know, but I wonder if like, I wonder if that has something to do with it and that I don't get. I don't feel... I have not felt burnt out. Okay. I did not feel burnt out. Got it. Um, so, yeah, maybe that... Got it. So, yes. You didn't get sick. I, and I also so didn't get sick, good. so that helped. Um, and I, uh, I I recorded a podcast last week, so... Oh, where can we hear that? Uh, F that movie? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that, I thought you were going to say Mark Marin. <laughs> you were on no, I'm WTF. Not, I, no, that would have been a funnier joke. With Mark Marin. <laughs> Um, let's read some seven word reviews and then I want to ask what you've seen lately. You got it. Um, uh, go ahead. You can go first. Okay. So, by, by the way, uh, if you are just coming to the podcast, I don't know why you would be, but welcome. And in scary movie month, we do these seven word reviews where every time somebody watches a horror movie, they go to our site and they write a seven word review of the film. And then we read some of our favorites on the show. Uh, you guys did an awesome job. Thanks again to Miko Always. for counting all of the reviews all month long. Yeah. He is the hero of Scary Movie Month. And um, and these were great. So thank you guys. Every, you know Whether you left one or 70, uh, thank you guys very much. Here do, you, are, do you enjoy... Uh, do you like writing the seven-word reviews? No. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, um, I don't put any thought into it. Okay. And I don't say that as like a... No, I'm I know. I'm not bragging. Like, right. It has to come to me really quickly, and then I write it. I don't I like it. slave over it, or and I admire the people that are able to like craft a joke. Some people are so funny; it's unbelievable. It yeah, is. I do not have that ability, so I don't try because I would <laughs> yeah. I would hate it if I, I if I had to work at it and still was terrible, <laughs> like <Right>. podcasting. <laughs> uh, all right, um, go ahead. All right, Will Benson, um, the Hitcher. 1986 only trouble hitchhikes that hour of night oh my first one is a hitcher too oh. it's cullen of the hitcher more jennifer jason lee to go around <laughs> uh kelly shea of pet cemetery 2019 
I don't know. Should have rewatched Sleepwalkers. Yes, agreed. Paul Newman, 1989, of The Forest of Lost Souls. Free murder upgrade with purchase of suicide. Uh, Joel Ed- Edmiston. I got one of his, too. Bride of Frankenstein? No. Bride kind of like Manhattan and Jason 8. Uh, speaking of Joel Edmiston and Jason, Joel Edmiston of Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. More like in Jason of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> That's very funny. One of my favorites. That's very funny. Uh, Rob DiCastino, our own Rob DiCastino, Christino of The Lighthouse. So that's how you fuck a mermaid. Now, I've not seen The Lighthouse. It made you want to see The Lighthouse. 100%. That's why I'm bringing it up. For sure. Because, yeah, that's a question uh, I want answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Shape of Water got to Uh, the bottom of it, sort of. Sort of, right. Gender reversed. Right, right. Uh, Speaking of Miko, Miko Vinica of Teeth. The event of vagina dentata movie. Uh, need a circumcision? Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that one. It's a good one. That is. <laughs> uh, Jeff Quinn of Lake Placid. Why would anyone cheat on Bridget Fonda? It's mm, an excellent question. It is. Uh, Brian Sager of The Collector. If Saw were written by a linebacker. <laughs> Didn't you just watch The Collector? I did. That's what I thought. Um, did you watch the collection also? Uh, no, I had planned to. But you didn't run the whole franchise? I did not. I did not. I'm saving that for next year's podcast. <laughs> good, good. Uh, Marcus Killerby on, of It Comes at Night, disappointed in the movie's lack of cum. <laughs> uh, Todd Slade of The Thing, outlook for dog people, not so good. Mac McIntyre of Cult of Chucky, ready for next sequel any day now. Just because I'm also Yeah, me ready. too. Um, Tyler Roger, Roger, of Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. I now realize the importance of plot. <laughs> Alex O. on Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Wes on the hook for all these murders? <laughs> Charles W. of Neon Maniacs. Sweet, free guar show under the bridge. <laughs> Alex Zayer? Zayer? Zayer on Body Bags. I hope John Carpenter does my autopsy. I have an Alex Zyre also. Creep Show 2. Uber passenger rating. Five stars. Very polite. <laughs> uh, Adam, this is my last one. So okay. Adam's story on A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Orderly. Just your classic head first TV suicide. <laughs> I had that one as well. <laughs> um, I got a couple more that I will read. Dan Snyder of Pumpkinhead. Um, was that Speed Bump wearing glasses? <laughs> Greg Clark of The Girl on the Third Floor. Steer clear of third floor. Also, girls. Ryan Byam of Cube <laughs> combines the fun of math with complaining. <laughs> uh, uh, Lindsay of Sleepwalkers. Corn, the most versatile of stabby vegetables. <laughs> Ryan Heinz of Sleepaway Camp. Problematic? Sure, but at least Judy died. <laughs> Uh, Andy Bishop of Near Dark, Jesse, Severin, Diamondback, and Homer, ya burnt. <laughs> uh, Dead to the Max of Tales from the Dark Side of the Movie. Unfortunately, my exes just leave me alive. <laughs> uh, Adam Story of Us checks Twitter. Underground Mute Living sounds great. Um, and uh, my own beautiful wife, Erica Bromley of Satanic Panic. <laughs> what about the pizza? May I try? <laughs> That's Which, the most Erica. It's the, it absolutely is. Yeah. She's she's worried about what's going to happen to the food. <laughs> um, I think that's all of them. 
but yeah, they were very, very funny. Oh, they're yeah. so funny. Yeah. Thank you guys very, very much. Mike, have you seen anything good lately? Uh, I have. Let's, I'm going to pick out three, my three favorite, three favorites from the month. All How right. About that? I like this. Um, let's start I'll with. You talk about another movie too, though. Oh, okay. A non-scary movie. Oh. It is November. Okay. Oh, I did. I, okay. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I will start with, for me, okay, this is an oldie but goodie. I've seen this, I've seen this before and I always loved it, but it, it had been years since it had been a while since I'd seen, I re- revisited Lucky McKee's May oh, yeah. for the first time in a long time and reminded what a fucking great, great movie that is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't go that long without, without watching it again. I forgot like how it's sort of. I don't say goofy it starts out, but just this like gradual tonal shift. Right. Um, that's amazing. And the three performances are so fucking good. Yep. I was really, I, again, I, I've, I've always loved that movie and I love Lucky McKee, but rewatching it this time is just reminded that it's a masterpiece and probably one of my favorite horror films of the 2000s. Yeah, for sure. He made two of my favorites of the 2000s. I, I watched The Woman oh, as okay. well after yeah. that. Yeah, I love... Um, it's a hard movie to like it. say you love, but well, it's so great. Right. That. But it's also like when I was done, I was like, okay, this is one. <laughs> I get why maybe I don't revisit it as often. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's also very, uh, very, very good. But I'm a, I'm sort of a mark for his movies. I like All Cheerleaders Die. I like The Woods. I need to rewatch All Cheerleaders Die. I like it. Because I was just like, it's too big of a mess for me. But. Did you see Kindred? Yeah, you saw Kindred Spirits, I saw Kindred Spirits. I like that, too. I did. I wrote a review of it for Bloody Disgusting, and I said, it really reminds me of a Lifetime movie. (laughs) And then, sure enough, it premiered on Lifetime, and I was like, hey, I called it. (laughs) But I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I liked it. I did, too. Uh, Yeah, he has yet to make a movie I don't like. Right. And The Woods was a movie I really appreciated after coming back to after a few years. Okay. I think- Seeing the woods after May, I was like, "Well, this isn't May. Well, I'm not <laughs> right. crazy about this." And then I rewatched it again a couple of years ago and really took to it. I thought it was really good. Oh, great! Um, yeah, so he's great. I'm not, you know, this is what I do on this podcast. I bring up movies everyone already loves. <laughs> hey guys, uh, another favorite experience of mine was so my wife Christy. Last year we watched Eli Roth's. Oh fuck, what's it called? That that show that was on AMC. History of Horror. Thank you. History of Horror. <laughs> um, we watched that, you know, and like aired like into November. Yeah. And I remember her saying at the time, like, oh, shit, I wish this had aired September or just early October because right. there's so many movies I want to watch now. Right, right, right. So this October, she watched a lot of movies with me. I'm like, all right, what are some of those movies that we saw? And she didn't remember any. So did you rewatch History of Horror? No, which I suggested and she <laughs> just seemed to have no interest in that. The whole thing blew up in my face. <laughs> But if for whatever reason, toward the end of the month, she got in her head that she wanted to see the remake of Fright Night. Okay. And, and I had not seen it yet. But she said, but I feel like you're going to want me to see the original well, first. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah. So we watched it and she loved it. And yeah. that was so... She had never seen it? She's like such a no, vampire person. I know. She had never seen it. Um, I blame myself also that I would never shown it to her. But she really loved it. And she's <laughs> and she's the type. See, she's great because she'll watch anything, and she likes most things. But she's not like you, or, or especially like myself, where I think of Thos, where 
we get, you know, it'll be days later and we're still talking about it or, um, she's rarely like that. Even movies she really likes, but with Fright Night, she was like for the next couple of days. She's cool. like, I really liked Fright Night. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was very exciting for me. Then we watched the remake and that's, that movie's kind of a mess. Um, yeah. I had not seen it before. I, I think it's, uh, and I love, I love David Tennant. I like Anton Yelchin and, uh. Um. Yeah, I just like I dig the cast. Like on paper, yeah, uh, I like the cast, but I feel like it's just it felt like a mess. I felt like they didn't know what to do with. It's one of those movies them. that people swear is good. Like no, it, it right. It's had its its resurgence already, and you go on Twitter, and people are all about the Fright Night remake. And I haven't seen it since the theater, so maybe my memory is faulty. But I remember at the time not digging it. Uh, for a lot of reasons, and I don't remember what my reasons were. Um, I thought I, it was, I was not a fan. I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, are you going to show her Fright Night? I was two disappointed. Now? Oh, I want to see Fright Night. I know Elric's a big fan. Have you I don't, ever seen I don't think I've ever two? seen Fright Night. Two, oh, okay. Um, I got a copy you can borrow. Oh, I'd like to. Yeah. Do you like it? It's fun enough. Okay. Like. It's just such a retread of Fright Night in okay. most ways, like that. It's like it feels a little bit pointless. I mean, the ca- again, the cast is good. The Elric is always talking about like the different gags. Like the gags are fun; they're cool. Um, it's directed well, but it just I'm such a fan of Fright Night that it's like Fright Night's so good. What if it all happened again? Right, you just right. reset the characters where they're like vampires aren't real. Like, no, we already confirmed that they are. You guys fought them in the last movie. Oh, you've <laughs> been convinced through therapy that they're not real. Cool. Then we just get to reset. And Got it. Like, right. That kind of shit. Um, Watching it this time, I was waiting for the scene in the the nightclub or whatever you want to call it. Uh, with Chris Sarandon, because yeah. I remember on the podcast we did us commenting on his sweater. Yes, it has a very large collar. Yeah, um, not as bad as I remember. No, it didn't I, bother I, me I, <laughs> when I watch it now. I'm like, what was I? Why was exactly. I pointing that out? I think I'm like so dated. Right. Like, I'm like way more bothered by what uh, Michael Douglas is wearing in the nightclub scene, <laughs> basic instinct like that. Oh, that's way where I, I picked the wrong <laughs> nightclub sweater to get upset about. Yeah, I don't know why we specifically called it. That was like in our first year of recording, too. That yeah. goes back to like 2010. I feel like somebody called us out in the comments. Like, yeah, somebody said something to the effect of like, well, you guys don't understand what it's like to like be a woman, basically, and see Chris Sarandon in that movie, yeah. and, which is true. Yeah. But I get it also when I watch the movie. I'm like, oh, I get why people are responding to Me this. Me too. Yeah, for sure. I totally did. Um. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad so that, that was, was such a hit. That was fun. Yeah. Um, was that then, on the Twilight Time disc? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, and you had you did this as well. I showed my kids Arachnophobia. Ah, yes. Which I I don't think I've seen it since the theater, so okay. it felt very new to me. And man, did that movie play for my an eleven year old daughter and a seven year old daughter, almost eight. And they, my 11-year-old is the big um, scaredy cat of the family. She was screaming. <laughs> um, screaming like having fun? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just like that That movie, I just think it's really good. And it, it is, yeah. It's it's a great uh, gateway movie. It's a, it's a great like scary movie for kids. And yeah. uh, Christy and I had a lot of fun. It's just awesome. 
it had been years since I had seen it. And yeah, it's really well made. It is. All the spider gags are really, really yeah. well thought out and really good. And yes. The, yeah. Um, even some of the, I'm assuming, puppetry near the end when we get to the really big spider right. is really well done yeah. so that it doesn't call attention to it. So it's not like... Uh, all the background spiders in the beyond, you know, <laughs> the, the day player spiders who are just like, we're not getting shit on this movie. I'm not even going to move. Watch this. Watch. I'm not even going to move. Oh, that's Except they're all Italian. <laughs> so they're smoking. Yeah, exactly. All upset that they're not getting any spider lira. <laughs> Uh, Where are my spider lira? I'm not gonna move. You cannot make me move, Lucio Fulci. I'm just a day player spider. Uh, <laughs> Is that the character for this episode? Yeah, uh, maybe. Day player know. spider. Spider lira. Oh, spider. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so I would See? say that was my other. A highlight okay. I, like three big all movies i had seen before yeah but two of them watching it through the eyes of other people, other people and then yeah. yeah and again may i just hadn't seen it in a long time and i watched a ton of stuff like that i had seen that erica had never seen for the first time um in october and it was yeah. super fun you said i don't care remember you said on the podcast or uh last week but the, the thing right you yeah. watched with her and yeah. like she was and uh, she had seen the thing technically, but she might have slept through the thing because it was at a massacre and it was like a one a.m. screening. Oh, okay. So she did not remember any of the thing, <laughs> and so just watching the blood test scene, I'm just waiting for it. Just like <laughs> this is going to be so great, and it did not disappoint. Oh, so that's so great. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, was there a was there a favorite like new movie, new to you? No, I'm no. And I, I think that's my one disappointment from the month is there's no... I mean, there's movies, uh, new-to-me movies that I, I liked. I saw The Furies. Um, that was good. Yeah, I like um, oh, What's the one you... you? Oh, I think you did it on a I Scream, or I Stream, you Stream, the Get My Gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. Okay. Um, Not quite a horror movie, but... No, but I... But really good. I think IMDb told me that it could count as a horror movie. I saw it at Cinepocalypse maybe two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, Um, I like that. So there are a lot of, like, new-to-me movies I really like. Okay. But, uh, again, like, nothing sort of knocked me on my butt the way May did a a movie, again, I'd seen (laughs) before. I wish there was a Blu-ray of May. Right, I don't know what the I deal agree. is there, but um, did you see a movie like? Was there a movie that you saw that you feel like this movie hates Marvel movies? <laughs> I did see a movie that. <laughs> what would that definitely? Hates. What would that movie be? I got to see The Irishman. Do tell uh, The Irishman. I don't want to say too much, but. Is your review I tatai tatai tatai? Hey tatai. Um, I it it's been a while. I I don't realize how often I think I say that till I'm yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. But it has been a while since I've walked out of a movie theater on a high. Okay. And I walked out of that movie theater on a high. Okay. Um, I think it's terrific. It's three you know close to three and a half hours long. Did not feel it. 
Oh, good. To me, um, one of the best Pesci performances. Okay. I've ever seen. I literally don't even know what it's about. Like Jimmy Hoffa, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't even know that until today or yesterday. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. I had no idea. Okay. I've just been avoiding everything. Because oh, I'm okay. just like, well, obviously I'm going to see it. <laughs> well, I, okay. Until I want all this Marvel stuff. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to see it. <laughs> Giving my money to fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> to the Snyder Cut. <laughs> um, yeah, I Pacino and De Niro have to me have not been this good in they recaptured years. that righteous Holy kill heat <laughs> they did i didn't mean they sure to make did. the pun with the heat <laughs> yeah part, that was good yeah um yeah the righteous kill magic is back they're so good honestly they're <laughs> like they're terrific um joker uh de niro better here or in joker <laughs> i would say here did you but did you close. feel like he was so miscast in joker yeah he did he's okay. it's not his fault no, it's right. not like oh he's giving a bad performance but like He's so he's not I'm that guy at right, all, right? At all, right? But hey, king of comedy, so hey. got to put him in the movie, <laughs> right? Um, Fucking yeah, I, I I don't want to say too much other than I really really loved it. Favorite movie of the year? Again. Yeah, okay, for me for sure. Yeah, the note it ends on is just I I don't it just it. Well, worked. you can spoil that. <laughs> oh, okay. Go so ahead and just <laughs> tell us how it ends. Yeah, sure. Because it's long. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive I'm going to make it. Um, um, no, it's... Can I watch it at one and a half times speed? Terrific. I'm hoping. Once Netflix I'm, makes that switch. On your phone? Yeah, because that's, I'm pretty sure, how it's supposed to be yeah, seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm super excited about it and very uh, jealous that you got to see it on yeah. a big screen. Yeah, it is. it was pretty gorgeous. And yeah. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to watch it like the day it comes out? Uh, yeah, on Netflix? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where's the rank uh, among Scorsese movies? Oh God, man! I don't know. I'm just. I feel like I have to. You're the only person who's seen it. So <laughs> I, we, I gotta ask you all these questions. I would have to see it again, but it is. It's my favorite movie he's made in a little while. This is an unpopular opinion. I really love The Departed. So do I. Um, who doesn't love The Departed? I don't know. I, feel, I feel like people. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's maybe since The Departed for okay. me. Okay, better than Wolf of Wall Street is what you're saying. Oh, fucking Wolf of Wall Street's so yeah. good. Yeah, that's the problem with Scorsese. Yeah, it is. He's made too many good movies. Okay, I don't know. Asshole. I don't know. Okay. Do you I have d- a top five Scorsese? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Let's have it. Goodfellas. Goodfellas is number one. Taxi um, Driver. Yeah, I mean, Taxi Driver. New York, New York. <laughs> I like New York, New, New York. York. Stories. Uh, he is the best segment in New York <laughs> Stories. I'm just throwing out titles. <laughs> With New York in the title. Kundun. I like Kundun. Uh, I mean, Raging Bull, of course. All right, Raging Bull. We got three. I really love Mean Streets. Mean Streets, four. And you only got one slot left for Departed or Wolf of Wall Street or The Irishman. I love Bringing Out the Dead. Um, Bringing Out the Dead is good. I'm not happy you're doing this. No. Because I'm going to... It's not designed to make you happy. (laughs) Hmm. I, I'll say The Departed now because it not only do I really love that movie and another movie that like I felt like I walked out on a high, but that's the last movie I remember going to with my mom and dad who are still with me or who are still alive to make it sound worse than it is. But I took them to see that movie and they 
Loved it. They oh, loved nice. it, loved it, loved it. That's it awesome. was great. It was so much fun like watching it with them. Yeah. So that holds a special place in my heart, so I'll put that makes sense. I'll put that in the top. Plus of you've lived with it for longer. I you know, sometimes I'm that reticent too. to put a movie that I've seen just once two weeks ago yes, on an, in my, my top five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I that's it was totally unrealistic to ask you to rank it with other Scorsese movies. Great. I recognize that. I'm just trying to get a ballpark <laughs> for how good is it. I think it's really good. Yeah. And I'm excited to see it again. Uh, I'm excited to see it for the first time. Are you going to try to see it in a theater? I would like to. Um, I think it's only playing at two screens here in Chicago. Yes. And it's going to be very difficult to make it to either one of those, unfortunately. Yep. So I may not get to, and it may have to be Netflix for me. But Same here. I wanted to try to see it at least once more before Netflix. Yeah. But Well, because like I just watched... Um, I remember having this feeling last year when I watched Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I really liked and I think I put in my top 10, but I feel like I would have liked even more had I seen it on a big screen. Yeah, right. And I had the same feeling with uh, My Name is Dolomite, which I just watched this weekend. Me too. Um, and it's super good, mm-hmm. but part of it was just like I couldn't get past like I'm watching a TV movie, which isn't fair. Right. You know? uh, again, the, the distribution is not the fault of the movie. Because oddly enough, I'll watch, you know, I've, I've never seen Once Upon a Time in America on a big screen. I've only ever seen it at home on VHS or DVD. And I still think that's an amazing movie that feels incredibly cinematic to me. Mm-hmm. So is it just this background knowledge in my head where I'm like, well, this did play in theaters. Yeah, I, just interesting. Interesting. I don't know what it is because right. I don't have that necessarily same reaction when I'm watching something that was made specifically for Netflix. Right. But I didn't necessarily have that with Roma. Like, I didn't feel like Roma was a TV movie. I don't know. I'm a Wheelman's complicated a man. Movie. Right, right, right. Wheelman. <laughs> Got to bring up Wheelman, <laughs> don't you? Um, I really liked My Name is Dolomite. Me too. Um, it reminded me a lot of Ed Wood. It's the exploitation Ed Wood, which I mean as a compliment. Yeah. Um, you know, it, along with, like, One Cut of the Dead, it's a really good movie about people coming together to make a movie which i love i'm such a sucker for for sure i mean obviously that's going to be something that we respond to yeah. and uh eddie murphy's great wesley snipes is great i mean the whole cast is great but wesley snipes is particularly <laughs> dialed in <laughs> yes. and every time he shows up in stuff now <coughs> sorry i'm still sick um whether it's i remember him popping up in a supporting role in brooklyn's finest a movie nobody remembers and being like, holy shit, Wesley Snipes is back. Like, surely he's going to start getting big parts now because he's so great in this movie, right? And it doesn't happen. And then you see him in something like My Name is Dolomite. And you're like, surely somebody's going to watch this and say, oh, we need to start really making some Wesley Snipes yeah. vehicles. Um, and I don't think it happens, you know? I don't know if he, is he still doing a lot of, like, direct-to-video stuff? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. know. I, I don't know. He's, he's a little bit off my radar, I haven't been keeping up with like the heavy action side of movies the last couple of years. So I don't, I'm not up on the DTV scene. Um, I know that's what he was doing a lot before all of his tax evasion stuff, but I don't know if that's what he's been doing since, but he's really, really terrific. He is. And particularly in my name is Dolomite. Yeah. 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 It was really great. Um, I also saw uh, a new to me movie in October was girl on the third floor. Oh, I was going to ask you Which about that. we were going to watch for Scary Movie Night, and then everybody was like, it's late. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Go. 
Um, that was fine. Uh, we ended up watching it the next day, and I'm a big fan of Travis Stevens as a producer. He's produced a bunch of stuff that I have really liked, um, and I just like his whole ethos, which is like I work with people that I like and think are interesting, and then we decide what we're going to do. Like he doesn't hear about a project and then develop it he like finds a person and then they're like okay what kind of a movie should we make yeah and that's so interesting to me uh because he's turned out some really really good stuff so this was his first movie as writer director um and it's good i i maybe wanted to love it and didn't but i did like it for sure um it was shot in chicago and it stars uh phil brooks yeah. aka cm punk what does CM stand uh, for? I used to know. Oh, come on. I, I call you CM, but that stands for Chicago Mike. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Chicago, Chicago Mike. Mike. How's it going? Um, How you feel about the socks this season? <laughs> I feel like I need to look the up. White socks. <laughs> you do right, good uh, at Chicago accent. Thanks. I, I've I waited for me to do Chicago life. Mike. I'm sorry. I thought maybe I would get an appearance <laughs> from Chicago Mike. What with that setup, but... <laughs> Instead, I'm getting Sorry. phone mic. <laughs> <laughs> phone mic. I'm trying to look up what CM means. Okay, but anyway, so you uh, you did. I liked it. You liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I definitely think it's worth seeing. Um, I tried going because they were at the Chicago Film Festival with it. Yeah, uh, Phil Brooks and Travis Stevens. Okay. Uh, Van- Do we have an answer? No, we still I'm don't try- know. <laughs> try it. He's good uh, in the movie and not even like good for a wrestler, just good, you know. He's a, does a good job acting. I know he's in the Soska Sisters remake of Rabbit as well, so it's interesting to see him pivot away from sports entertainment to yeah. acting, like a legitimate acting career and I like that he's doing specifically genre stuff. Brooks first started using the ring name CM Punk when he was put into a tag team named the Chick Magnets with CM Venom. After another performer skipped out on the card. CM stands for Chick Magnet Punk. <laughs> That's so disappointing. I like him way less. Uh, I did not. I <laughs> I thought I knew what it stood for, but I do not remember. Chick, Chick Magnet. Magnet Punk. Wow. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm sure somebody in the comments is going to be like, um, actually. Uh, fine. Yeah, Correct I know. Us. We I, don't know. I hope so. <laughs> Neither one of us is coming on like the fucking authority here. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Chick Magnet, <laughs> Chick Magnet, <laughs> uh, which is also why I call you CM, yeah. not just Chicago Mike, I but also am, uh, Chick Magnet. Chick Magnet. <laughs> uh, I like the movie; it's good. Uh, the only other new movie I'll talk about is Parasite, which I saw over the weekend. Oh, I wanted to see the that. latest film from Bong Joon Ho. Uh, it's very, very good. I didn't know much about it. Um, I know almost nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, that's more and more. That's how I'm going into movies. I'm mm-hmm. kind of upset that you told me that uh, Irishman <laughs> is about Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I knew that because I saw like a poster and there was some art in there that said something about Jimmy Hoffa. I didn't realize one of those guys played Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, well, I apologize. Which no, that's okay. Which one? That That's okay. I didn't realize he was like a character in the film is yes. what I'm saying. I no, knew. it's based on a true story. Right. Okay. Yeah. Chick Magnet Hoffa. <laughs> CM Hoffa. Do you like the movie Hoffa with Jack Nicholson? I, dude, I I have not seen it in a very, very long time, but I loved that movie. So did I. 
Why? I, I don't know, and I don't. I'm afraid to watch it now. I, for sure, I think it was like our nerdy like because I was maybe like a freshman in high school when I saw it. Sure, and I was like, that might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and part of it was because Danny DeVito does this thing with transitions in that movie, where all the okay. transitions are very fluid. Um, and there's a lot of like match cuts and like uh, it, it calls attention to itself. But when you haven't seen a ton of movies, you're impressed by that shit. <laughs> right. And you're just like this is a this is an artist. This is a director who knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, I and remember. now you watch it and you're like, all right, we get it. Like, <laughs> I don't remember any of that. I, I just, totally loved it too. That's I so loved funny, it. but I haven't watched it in 20 years. I just I all I remember is just the way Nicholson Nicholson would say like International Brotherhood of Teamsters like that's you sound a little bit like Chicago Mike there (laughs) hey (laughs) I don't know Chicago (laughs) I have no Chicago Mike character I got to work on it all right please I just yell hey (laughs) also your Joey Tribbiani um uh yeah Parasite very good. Good. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say much about what the movie's about because I don't even want to spoil that. Um, but I like I like not knowing what it's about, and I like that you know. Um, I would say it's true of a lot of non-American films, but in particular Korean films, you never really know what you're going to get because sure. even once you think you know, like okay, here's the movie I'm watching. It'll pivot, and it's like, oh, now we're in a different movie. Okay, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, My mama always said that life is like <laughs> a Korean movie. Um, <laughs> this is the stupidest joke. I was going to actually like say something. Uh, when you were a writer for Mad TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Um, I don't know. Okay, I got sidetracked by that dumb joke. <laughs> Uh yeah, Parasite. I want to see Parasite. I thought there was something else I wanted to ask you if you've seen. Um, apparently not. Probably not. Okay. There's still. I still need to see the lighthouse. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask. No, you. I you still need to see the so lighthouse. You don't know how to fuck a mermaid. I don't. Okay. I have my own theories. <laughs> uh, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know the actual answer. Um, I still need to see the lighthouse. I still need to see Terminator Dark Fate. Say I. Uh, I I have not seen Terminator Genesis yet. Oh, I saw that shit opening night. And I, Don't you worry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I'm I'm I have an obsessive compulsive personality and But you don't actually it, need to. In that I it feel like Terminator Genesis. I understand, but I feel like I need to see it before mm, I see it. But you're it. wrong. Because it ignores it. No, I understand. Okay. But <laughs> it came out before. So I I no. I, <laughs> I need to sorry. Sorry. Listen. <laughs> this is how Chicago Mike lives. <laughs> Chicago Mike is all about sequence, baby. Did you say sequins? No, sequence. Sequence. Also sequins. Chicago Mike loves sequins. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about the Phantasm movies. Oh, sure. I forgot what we were here. Yeah, we're here to talk about the Phantasm movies, which I watched all of a week ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the time, thought I was dreaming them. I, that's what I was saying. Like, and now with sick. a week behind me. Yeah, I know. Uh, what? I, what am I going to say about <laughs> these goddamn movies? I'm not going to lie. I was nervous before we yeah. started this. Like, because uh, it's been a while. <laughs> Normally, we <laughs> go through kind of movie by movie. I don't know if that's the way to do it because I don't know that I'm going to be so good at telling these movies apart. 
I, I think especially three, four, five. Five, for I can tell kind of apart. Run, to, run together. Okay. Five, I think I can tell apart. Three and four definitely sure. blending together. Two, three, four, actually, in a lot of ways, kind of blending together. Okay. Um, so I will say this. I enjoy the Phantasm movies enough. Um, I am glad that they exist. I think that it is a horror franchise unlike any other horror franchise. Uh, our friend Scott Drebbit, you know, his favorite movie of all time is Phantasm. He's a fan of these movies, so I'm not here to trash talk these movies. But I will say this is never going to be my franchise. Yeah, I 100% echo what you just said. So I, we're good? I, yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Chicago Mike out. CM <laughs> uh, out. I had I had um I had fun watching these movies. I think it helped that there were only five of them. Yeah. So I didn't really get a chance to get burnt out. Um, they're all they're never boring. They're... <sighs> I was not bored. Okay. I think I start to get restless um through some of them. Part of the problem is, and this is on me, is I chose to watch three, four, and five. I watched the the Joe Bob versions. From oh yeah, yeah, did the franchise right. last Christmas, and I thought maybe I'll learn some stuff about these movies. I didn't really. Um, no, nope. and it takes two and a half hours to get through each of them, <laughs> so <laughs> I did myself no favors. I just extended the amount of time it took me to watch these movies, and then had them every once in a while interrupted. And Reggie Bannister was there. I was say, you got more Reggie Bannister. Yeah, but he didn't really offer any <laughs> substance. It seems like a, just a very nice man. Yes, yes. Um, but just didn't offer anything, you know, uh, by the way, of, if like, I re- trivia, if I remember correctly, like Joe Bob does a lot of like defending, uh, cause people were complaining that they're doing phantasm movies for Christmas. Right. It was like, yeah, Christmas. it was the Christmas yeah. special. I remember him like defending. He recaps what's happening a lot, which I guess would be helpful, but not really. Well, right, right. Um, but I, I lose patience a little bit because the movies are so uh, – because I don't know what's going on and they're so, like, plotted in the moment. It's always just like, we got to go here and get Mike. And they go somewhere to get Mike and then Mike's not there and Mike is somewhere else. And they, uh, we got to get the thing. It's like all the plotting is like, we got to get the thing. <laughs> right. It's always like they spend four movies trying to find Mike, you know, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. OK. Um, can you can you separate the movies in that? Like to me, I separate the movies in that. I think one is legit a very good movie. So do I. I think the score kicks ass. I the think- score is amazing in the editing. Actually, I was appreciating this time. Yeah, because. He really does a lot of overlapping editing where he'll cut early out of a scene, let the dialogue continue Mm -hmm. while we're into the next scene on camera. Um, Yeah, the editing is really, really interesting in the movie and and really kind of sophisticated. And again, when you consider the fact that he was, what, like 22 or something? No, it's crazy. Because I think he directs the hell out of it. Absolutely. I think it's so good. It's. My favorite, I love, it might be my favorite tall man is in the first one. The yes. Boy is really fucking yes. great. I think I'm on a previous franchise podcast. I, like, I came to the fan, Phantasm movies late. I didn't grow up with them. Nor did I. Um, I probably, not until the advent of DVD did I catch up with them. And you know what? If memory serves correctly, we were at, 
when the massacre when it left the music box. Yeah, it was at the portage. The, yeah, thank and you. We saw two. We saw two. I feel like Correct. that was my first Phantasm movie, and I remember oh, for real. Yeah, oh, so I, you came to them very late. Yes, okay. and I remember liking. I, b- I believe that this is the order. I remember liking Phantasm two when we saw it in the theater. I think you did. Um, I think I was surprised. <laughs> But part of that had to do with its placement. It was like pretty late in the day and I was just tired. It was because I think I bailed after that. I think I was like, I think Dream Warriors might have been after that. Did you stay oh, for Dream Warriors? Why would I bail before Dream I don't know. You love it. I do. Was there an iCarly special? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's a story for another podcast. Um, it's a story for this podcast. <laughs> It's not even a story. It's kind of a story. Explain. My uh, myself and my <laughs> my oldest daughter. Whatever. Long story short, my myself, my wife, my daughter too. She was the one who started watching it. Mm-hmm. Adam Thoss and his wife yeah. got kind of into iCarly, mm-hmm. and there was a children's show that's not on anymore. <laughs> a children's show. Um, I've never seen it. Oh, you're lost. Yeah. Uh, and there was going to be a brand new episode like playing in prime time mm-hmm. where two of the characters two of the children characters <laughs> like kiss for the first time yeah. i think it was the episode was called i kiss because every episode like, was other than i something yeah and adam thoughts my wife and his wife like mm-hmm. myself we all decided hey let's get together we'll get pizzas and we'll fucking watch that our car we'll episode. watch children kiss right <laughs> we'll, watch, we'll watch children kiss with pizza <laughs> Like, because that's how Chicago Mike rolls. Deep dish. <laughs> deep kissing. <laughs> everything turns into fucking, what's his name? Mark Jones. Mark Jones. <laughs> everything uh, turns into Mark Jones. And But that happened to be the same, that happened to be the same evening that um, something else was going on at the Portage. It was... Yeah. uh Full uh, Moon Show? Yeah, right. Because Stuart Gordon, it was one, yeah, because yeah. um, be- From Beyond. Yeah. So I think I only missed like I didn't miss a lot, but I left this. You saw From Beyond. I saw From Beyond. You saw yeah. Castle Freak, and I saw Castle Freak. I think I saw Castle Freak then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I left for Castle Freak. Uh, I, I definitely saw From Beyond. Okay, because I was blown away. It was the first time I'd seen it on a yeah, big screen. Too, I was too. blown away by it. So you missed Reanimator and Evil Bong Three. But I missed really, Reanimator. Really, and Evil you Bong just Bong missed Reanimator because right. Evil Bong Three was like. I think at the time on the day I was probably like you're gonna miss it, and then afterwards I was probably like Mike missed it. He he got out because uh, yeah, that didn't go over so well. But it was great while we were there. I remember Stuart Gordon. It was. was I don't Charles know why Band you would there. want to leave. I we had this planned already. Uh huh. It was a big I gotta night. Go watch a children's show with kissing. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. How was the kiss? Was All it right. hot? Yeah, it was. I'm not gonna lie. It was. <laughs> It was everything and more that I wanted. Uh, where was I even going with this? Oh, uh, so I saw Phantasm 2 at the Portage, <laughs> and I really liked it. And then, if memory serves, then I watched Phantasm. It came on a franchise podcast to say that I just think Phantasm's not for me. Right. It didn't really work. But we now the more- put it off for a long time, right? I'm sorry? Haven't we kind of put it off for a couple of years? Uh, yes. But the more, but I've seen the first Phantasm now a number of times, and I think I like it more every time I see it. I think it's really terrific. Did you come to the 4K screening? No, that flashback a couple of years ago. Oh no, no, it was no. very cool. But I was at it was that very loud. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I would love to. I was at that flashback because 
what sticks out for me is I met um, Don Coscarelli. I really wanted to meet him. So uh, I was in line, and there were only like a few people ahead of me in line. So I was like, oh, sweet. This is going to take just a few minutes to get through this line. And it took for fucking ever. And I'm like, what? The? So now I'm getting aggravated with the people in front of me. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, I know like everyone should have their moment. You know, everyone wants a moment with Don Coscarelli. That's super cool. But there's people behind you. Like, there's some fucking etiquette. Like, don't hog the guy's time. I eventually, I may have told this on the podcast before, but I eventually got up to Coscarelli and he would not let me go. <laughs> he was so nice. And I'm like, oh, this is why the line right, took forever. Right, like, right. he just wanted to talk and he signed like a Bubba Hotep poster for me and just wanted to tell stories about Bruce Campbell. And he's like, do you want a picture with the ball from Phantasm? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I he might was do just... a podcast on it someday. <laughs> right. He was so, so nice. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was super cool. But no, I missed that screening. I would have loved to have because to have seen it. Yeah. Because I really, really, really like the first Phantasm. Should it not have had sequels? That's hard to say. Um, I don't know. There, I find something charming about the fact that the story continued <laughs> with these characters. I, 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 I don't know. Like they're they're nowhere near to me as good as the first movie. So sure, okay, fine. Like in the way that maybe Nightmare on Elm Street would have been better had there never been, okay, sure, um, a sequel. But I'm still glad they're Nightmare on Elm Street sequels. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that I'm fine with there being Phantasm sequels. I know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I but I'd fun. I had fun watching it for this, okay, for this podcast. I don't, I couldn't tell you what happened half the time. Right, uh, it's very messy and uh, every, not, every subsequent movie just introduces brand new characters and then they're just gone in the next movie, um, which gets a little confusing. Sure, yeah, a lot of it's confusing, but um, no, I, I I had fun overall. Do you have a least favorite of them all? I would say maybe three or four. I think three is my least favorite. Okay. Why is that? Three is with Rocky, right? With Rocky and the boy. Rocky and Timmy, is that his name? Maybe. I I don't know. I don't remember. You had a funny seven word review about like crack a window for him or something. Oh, yeah. And I feel like Timmy or Tommy or. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, why do you think that's the. Yeah, why? I mean, if both of us are saying three is probably our least favorite, I don't think it's just because it's the midpoint. I don't love two either. I mean, there's something to be said for two because he had a lot more money to work with. Yep. Um, so there's cooler effects and it just feels bigger. You know, I, those aspects of it I like, but from a narrative perspective, um, it doesn't do much for me. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree, but I but I still have I still uh, I still like it maybe for some of those reasons sure. that it's just, uh, which it are totally good. valid reasons right. to like it. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about three that feels like it's spinning its wheels at this point. Or do you feel this franchise works better when watching it when watching them all kind of bunched together? I was thinking about that. Like, I don't know that. Uh, the way that, you know, right now I could, if you said, you want to watch, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, I'd be like, yeah, right. Totally. Right, right, right. Whereas the, where Phantasm, I feel like maybe I'm only interested in watching those movies if I'm sort yeah, of Yeah, you wouldn't just throw on three probably. Right. Or four. 
Is that just because of the continuity that's built in? I mean, it could be. I don't know. I don't feel like each movie really has its own distinct personality the way that I think the Fridays do or the Nightmare on Elm Streets do um, or even the that's Halloweens. Right. Uh, and, and some of that is maybe because it's the only franchise that's really been kind of shepherded by one person. Mm-hmm. We have one writer-director doing essentially the whole thing until we get to Ravager. Right. Um, but that I think that's a plus for the series, that we get to see one person doing it all the way through. I do. Um, but I think it also means that the movies don't necessarily have... A, are, are are necessarily distinct from one another or distinct enough from one another. I agree. The way that, and, and you know, most people, if you said that the Nightmare on Elm Streets are distinct from one another, would be like, uh, what the hell are you talking about? They're, they're all the exact same. And they're not, right? I, to I horror fans, right. right no. To horror fans, we're like, oh, no, 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 they're very different. Yep. And we can sit here and tell you why. Um, and maybe diehard Phantasm fans are bristling at the fact that I'm saying they're less distinct from one another, and the diehard Phantasm fans can tell you exactly how they are different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, there's a little bit of sameness that creeps in. But it, it's, it, I think it's strange that, like I said, I was, I, you know, when we got to the end of Ravager, I still don't, don't know like how much I actually. <laughs> how much I actually understand, or I think a lot of it was lost on me. But if you told me they were going to do like a Phantasm series, the way we got Ash vs Evil Dead, I'd be one hundred percent on board. It's it's the type of series that I, I could see living in other in other forms. We had a TV sure. series, comic books, um, and I think I'd be interested in it. I'm not entirely sure why. Maybe I want to like hang out with. Maybe I just want to see where. I've spent so much time with you know it's just cool cool also cool that it's a franchise that we get to we get introduced to characters in the first movie and then spend time with them right. throughout the series right. so that's super cool it's more um, spread out than most of the franchises that we're talking about too there's that's true one in the seventies one in the eighties that's you true. know two yep. in the nineties um and then one from a few years ago so mm-hmm. it's super spread out as opposed to the elm streets and the fridays which were all made within right. kind of a 10 year period right um yeah it's like boyhood right where you get to like <laughs> right. revisit them every few years um but do you also do you want to would you want to see phantasm without the tall man I wouldn't. I mean, just yeah. like I wouldn't want to see it without Reggie, you know, yeah, that's or true. Mike. And that's part of, I think, what I like less about, too, is that we have fake Mike. We do have fake Mike. Um, and James LaGrosse is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, he's good enough, but he's fake Mike. And one of the things that I like about Phantasm, the series, is that it's this whole family affair. And uh, the whole family isn't there for the second movie, you know. Did you read Cascarelli's book? I have not. Is it good? It is good. I really want to. It's good. I think he. I'm trying to remember. I don't want to like put false information out there, but I Please feel do. like part. Why? Why did he recast Mike? I, I feel like he was given a choice by the studio. Right. Like it you was can like keep either Reggie or Mike, and he oh, said okay. Reggie. But I might be remembering a rumor. No, you might be right. Yeah, I feel like it was a studio. A studio thing. The reason why he recast Mike. 
And the fact that there's a Phantasm 2 at all, supposedly, according to one of the few things that I did learn from Joe Bob, was Universal looking for a franchise that they didn't have one. Right. Paramount had Friday and Nightmare on Elm Street or, you know, was at New Line and Universal didn't have their own horror franchise in the 80s. So they went with Phantasm, which was maybe not the most bankable <laughs> option. Um, but didn't they get fucked before the release? Or am I making that up? But did it get... It wasn't like released either like the same weekend as, uh, God, forgive me. Yeah, it was. Who Framed Roger Rabbit and something else maybe. Yeah, right. Like it was just, it didn't stand a chance. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't remember the exact weekend that it was, but it's like 88, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit and possibly a couple other movies. Okay. Yeah. It opened in like ninth place or something. And yes. Yeah. It didn't stand a chance. Um, Part of why three stands out to me as being like the least, my least favorite also is that it's the one that I can't point to as having its own kind of hook or whatever. Like one is one, two is the big money one, the expensive one, the one with fake Mike. Four is the flashback one. Five is the non Coscarelli one, you know, um, and three, I don't know what to say about three. Three's <laughs> like, the the just the road movie with a kid in a right. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they're all road movies. Well, you know, basically. yeah, that's true. Or at least two, three, four. I believe four. He he uh, Coscarelli was either found footage. Yes, like he right. Yeah. And was like from the first Phantasm and just didn't want it to go to waste. and Which I actually really like. I oh, really yeah. like 4. I, and I think that's what makes it so special is the use of that footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially choosing to end on some of that old footage. That is, yeah. It's like a haunting ending. It is. Yeah. Very cool. I agree. That's yeah. one of the things that I like best about 4 is the use of the... 4 might be my favorite of the sequels behind behind 1. Four might be my favorite. Yeah, I might be with you. Again, I still I still dig two. What do you think of Ravager? Ravager's not. I I went into it expecting the worst because okay. I feel like I heard the worst. Okay. Um, about the effects and everything, and it's not it's it's not great, but it's just <laughs> nice. But I don't know. It was like it felt like a nice send off to Tall Man and uh. I it needed to end where I where I thought it was originally ending, and then we get that that post credit, which I didn't see the first time. Um, at least I don't remember seeing it the first time. I must have turned it off as soon as the credits. <laughs> it's very started. strange because I remember watching it this time. I was like, oh, I didn't realize Rocky came back. Um, Maybe I've just forgotten it from the first time I watched it, but I know I watched it the weekend it came out. I watched, I rented it on iTunes and watched it and was pleasantly surprised, I think, because mm-hmm. I had seen the trailer and I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be just a real, like, fucking fan film. You yeah, know? right. Um, and in a lot of ways it is. It, does, it still feels like a fan film and there's... P-H-A-N. Exactly. There's a whole sequence maybe a third of the way through where Reggie's, like, just in a car on the highway and he when he runs into the guy who stole his car and he makes him get out. Oh yeah. The way it's shot, right. everything about that. I'm like, Oh, this feels like this was just shot as its own little 10 minute fan film. 
and then they built out from here. And I think that maybe is kind of. I was going to say, I I think that is. Yeah. I think the the he. Uh, it feels completely different than anything else in the movie. Yes, I um, think that's one hundred percent what it was. It was it, supposed it, to be like a, a fan film. Yeah, and then, but they want they want to shooting it over a number of years. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and I was that every time they got money was it a scheduling and thing? Maybe I don't remember. Okay, but I know it was. Yeah, I think part of it at least was a scheduling thing. Okay, but I know it took years. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's cheap and, uh, not always as, you know, the director whose name I'm blanking on right now, um, is not Don Coscarelli, you know, he's not as good a director as Don Coscarelli, but I really like the weird directions. It turns Phantasm into this weird, almost kind of larger-than-life comic book. I do, too. Yeah. Um, I like all this sort of post-apocalyptic future stuff and the world with the red sky and the giant balls floating around. You know, I think all that stuff's really cool. And I really like all the stuff in the nursing home. I do, too. I think that's really emotionally affecting and... I was surprised to discover when I watched the movie, because again, I had such low expectations going in. Um, I was surprised to discover how much the movie actually has on its mind and how it's actually about something more, which isn't really true of any of the phantasm films since the first one. David Hartman, by the way, is it? Thank you, David Hartman star of David Hartman, David Hartman. Um, (laughs) Uh, yes, I agree with you though. Uh, written by Don Coscarelli and David Herman. Yeah. Because the first movie we could say is about grief. Yeah. You know, um, and then I wouldn't say that two, three, and four are really about anything. anything. Right. And so five is about sort of the end and what that means. And uh, yeah, I think it's a really, like you said, it's a really nice send off for both Reggie and for the tall man. I don't think there should necessarily be more phantasm yeah movies. i feel like i talked myself out of it as i was saying that yeah. out loud i mean it sets it up obviously with that post credits tag and it's like but do i really want to watch a movie read led by rocky and uh the little person actor i don't know <laughs> did you say little person actor? <laughs> uh speaking of which <laughs> Mark Jones is all over this motherfucker. These movies are Mark Jones's wet dream because it's all about this tall man who he hates trying to take regular sized people and make them small. He's got, we got the same idea, him and me, boy. What if I could take a regular sized man? And shrink him down into a little Jawa motherfucker. <laughs> the only thing I don't like is that he's called the tall man. Oh. Little balls flying around all over the place. Oh, I love those things. <laughs> the smaller the better. <laughs> oh, that was staring us right in the face. Oh, yeah, the whole time. No, I definitely uh, thought of Mark Jones more than once so as I was funny. watching these movies because I was like, yeah, it's all about <laughs> just trying to shrink shit down. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I mean, in terms of like the rules of the universe, like 
I, that's the problem. I just I throw up my hands, and so there's not enough for me to latch onto. You know, with some movies, I'm willing to just go along with like, oh, whatever. It's it's Italian, you know. <laughs> it's right. uh, I'm not going to understand it ever. I give myself over to it, and I'm willing to do that with the first Phantasm because I think the first Phantasm earns that right. Yeah, um, I agree. But I think once you start sequelizing it and introducing all kinds of new mythology, but I don't understand any of the mythology, <laughs> and there's no consistent rules to any of it whatsoever, like it's a lot harder for me to just give myself over yeah. to it. I agree. But to go back to what we were saying before about no no sequels, fine. But what about like I I would still I don't know why I'm so hung up on this, but. I would like a Phantasm comic book series. I'm putting that out in the right. universe right now. So you can still have Reggie and the Tall Man in. Absolutely. And everything. Um, yeah. Again, the way the way like there's Ash comic books. And right. Right. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. Again, I'm super confused by the whole thing. But when it ended, that's where my brain went. When the person gets hit with the ball in the face, it's like a, a blade sticking out. And it hits them in the skull, right? To a person, no one reacts to that. When the drill comes out, then they're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you have a blade <laughs> embedded in your forehead. That's true. Why are we overlooking that? And we're just like, oh, <laughs> shit. This is probably going to hurt. Didn't the last thing hurt, motherfucker? <laughs> but as someone who has, like, weird eye phobias like that yeah. that the drill would be too close to my eye okay that i feel like yeah no i don't want the blades in my forehead but the second i see something like near my eye then i'm like <laughs> then i'm tapping out something like can... is th- is that act is that called the phantasm is the ball the phantasm oh i don't know the phantasm hit me and then it did the phantasm <laughs> i don't know a great question thank you is the tall are the little guys the phantasms the little jawas yeah, what are the phantasms i don't know I don't know. These are things I'm willing to get to the bottom of. But I'm not today. Yeah, no, I'm not today. Um, got that time. Yeah. No, I had fun. It's a. I think it's a fun series. It's never going to be my favorite. Um, but I had. But I dig it. And I really liked the first one. First one's great. Yep. Fourth one's pretty cool. I even kind of yep. dig the fifth one, messy as it is, and sort of amateurish as it can often be. Um, two and three, I'm a little more like, eh, yeah. you know, if I got to watch them, I will, but I'm less inclined. But not bad when your franchise starts out strong and then finishes stronger than yes. it does in the middle. Yes, absolutely, because what we're used to is the franchise's ending horribly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think there's a movie in the bunch that I would say is bad. Yeah, I agree. Even Phantasm Three, which I'm a little bit like, eh, you know, uh, I'm, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. Same here. Just one that I like less than the others. Yep, I agree. But it's good. What's left for us for next year? I mean, do we just don't say Hellraiser? I, what? What? Are, I mean, I don't know what. <laughs> Psycho. Okay, Psycho. Yeah, but really, what are we gonna say <laughs> about Psycho? <laughs> We have discussed like revisiting a franchise. Okay, maybe that's the way to do it do instead just, of Hellraiser. Do we just do? I've, I've is. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to either. But the longer we put it off, the more. This was going to honestly be the year that I watched Mirrors. I was going to totally surprise you and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." When you like, have you seen anything? I was going to be like, "Well, you funny you should mention it." <laughs> I saw Mirrors. 
And then I got sick, and then I forgot to watch Mirrors. But this was going to be the year. And now that I didn't, I feel like I won't next year. It's not going to be like... Because now it's not funny. Right. (laughs) Now it's not funny to just spring it on you. Um, Yeah, the problem is, like, we have to watch all those Hellraiser movies. Which I'm on board for, for, like, the first two. Because I just rewatched three not that long ago. Like same here, a little over a month yeah. ago. It's not good. Better. Yeah, no. Stop trying to tell me Hellraiser three is good, Rebecca McKendry. <laughs> it is not good. It has good uh, effects, good gore gags. You know, like Anthony Hickox, he knows how to shoot that shit. But man, as a movie, it is not good. But then what? I mean, what else is there? There's Psycho. I like, don't. I don't want to do like the Howling or. No, that would not be good either. Children uh, of the Corn. Oof. No, it's really just Hellraiser. And then what? We we retire this bit? I don't know. After Hellraiser, are we Maybe. out? <laughs> are we? I don't Maybe. know. Who knows? Will the know. podcast even still be around at that point? I don't know. I'm sure it will, but uh, don't be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. If you guys want in the comments, if you have ideas for franchises we can do... By all means, suggest some. Yeah, uh, it should have at least how many entries? I mean, Cycle only has four, and the remake. Would we do right. the remake as part of it? God, maybe because there's so few. Okay, so I'm just wondering, you know, if somebody's like Sleepaway Camp because there's four Sleepaway Camp movies, but are we really going to do? I don't know. Um, how many Hellraisers are there? Maybe I don't know, like ten. Ten, right? That's the number I have in my head. And I've seen a lot of them, which means I'd be watching them for a second time. Like, we're both going to see Hellraiser Hellworld for a second time. We will. That doesn't sound... Remember I had that on the list last year? Yes, I do, you monster. (laughs) Why would you do that? Because I couldn't think of... I forgot what number it was. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it's got to be up there. I mean, it was like up there. We'll say it was nine. I don't think I could think of another... Nine, and I said I watched it here with you, and yeah. at least like that experience was fun. <laughs> was it though? <laughs> There's something about watching you sort of lose it in real time <laughs> watching these movies. That's very entertaining. Well, then maybe Hellraiser would be a fun show to do because I would be a shell of a man by the time <laughs> we got to record the actual. Do you podcast. have all the Hellraisers? I'm pretty sure I do. Okay, because they make those, you know, yeah. dimension like right. six pack whatevers. Um. I don't have like the I don't have the two most recent the one that's basically a saw movie. Oh yeah, I haven't seen the two most the, and the most chub- chubby chubby pinhead. Pinhead. <laughs> I don't have chubby pinhead and I don't have judgment is that what it is? The, sure. the saw movie one? Sure. I watched that one because I was on somebody else's podcast to talk about it and it was not good. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Um but I, I haven't seen chubby pinhead and I don't own it. I'm guessing they're not hard to come by. What if, go what to if half we, price books? They'll probably <laughs> they'll pay us to take it away. What if we, you and I, like did a we had a movie night, okay. and we watched like Chubby Pinhead, okay. and we see like, can we do this nine more times? <laughs> yeah, all right. Dip our toes in those water. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see. 
well, thank you guys very much for another uh, fantastic scary movie month. Again, sorry that this show is a week late, but uh, hopefully you had fun listening to it. Thank you, Mike. I always enjoyed doing the show with you. Thank you. And sorry to fun. make you wait a week to record it, but I appreciate you being accommodating. When I was a little kid, I it was no more than a week, probably just a couple of days, maybe up to a week. Who knows? After Christmas, and I'm going through like a drawer or something in my parents' house, and I opened it up, and there was a brand new G.I. Joe, um, like, still in its packaging. And I was like, Mom, what is this? And she was like, uh, oh, Santa must have left it for you uh, as a surprise. And it was like, it was the greatest thing in the world. I was like, Santa, you magnificent bastard. So I like to think that this is what this podcast is like. Mm. It's this nice little, it's after Halloween, but what a nice little... Like a little bonus, yeah. Like a little bonus, G.I. Joe. A lie your parents tell you, <laughs> right? This is a lie your parents tell you. So <laughs> bonus, I, it was a wonderful memory, and I hope that <laughs> this podcast brings to you the same joy that that unopened G.I. Joe brought to me. Well said, Chicago Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to FS Movie.